to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. Sweet sounds of geese. Cackling? Honking? Honking. Cackling. Cackling. <laughs> They're not witches. <laughs> they could be. They're not down there by the rivers like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to the brand off them. They <laughs> could be witch familiars as they okay. cackle honk. <laughs> uh, this is Gaggle of Geeks, your weekly geekly dose of pop culture and geek culture. I'm Sophie Lai. I'm Talia Latia. And yeah, apparently this <laughs> apparently just before we started recording, we're gonna see who goes nuttier on this week's episode. I think that there's a good chance that it's me because weirdly as soon as the theme started playing, I was like, I need to sneeze and I was like, suppress it. So I apologize in advance if I sneeze. I talk about honking geese every week and then I just call it cackling. <laughs> so you know. You're just changing it up, doing different things. Don't put on your glasses and pretend you're smart now. (laughs) I'm on to you, everyone. Sophie just put on her glasses because she's going for the pseudo intellectual. And I know that you couldn't see it. And that's why I just narrated it for you. You're welcome. Thank you. I am now intellectual and in the zone. Well, should we kick things off then? Um, mm. Of the biggest probably news this week that got everyone in a frenzy. Everyone in a frenzy. A frenzy. Um, yes, let's do that because James Bond. Woohoo. Woohoo. And the reason why the frenzy was created is mm-hmm. because long, long, sus- not suspected, but he's been in the running for quite a few years now. Well, they've always denied he's ever been in the running, but it's just like he's, he's a fan. He's been in the running. He's a fan favourite to be in the running. Uh, I still think he's in the running. Okay. Um, And that, of course, (laughs) is Idris Elba, who tweeted this. Are we ready for it? My name's Elba, Idris Elba. (laughs) And what does that sound like? I'm Bond. James Bond. And so naturally, everyone saw that and lost their collective tiny little minds and were like, ah! Is it real? Is it official? Is it official? What? What? Yeah. The thing was, it wasn't official. No. The other, he, but he's also a bit of a troll. So. Like, but who was he, he trolling? Just in that moment, like everyone. Yeah. No. Unless he's being a genius and maybe he was no longer in the running to play James Bond and his hope by tweeting that had a lot of people who were True. in his support going, yes, it's me, it's me. Because if he did that, could you imagine the studios just going, we just screwed up our announcement? Yeah. <laughs> because Tom Hardy's also in the running. Now I just like saying in the running. Tom yeah. Hardy's also in the running. So could you imagine if the studio was like, yep, we're ready to announce Tom Hardy. It's on this day. And then Idris Elba were like, no, uh-uh. Which, to be fair, is a pretty James Bond move. Oh, totally. Pretty badass. Yeah. I would support it. Um but he has been getting a lot of flack because people are like, can James Bond not be white? And Oh, my gosh. Obviously he can. And the other thing was, too, is Gillian Anderson from The X-Files. Yes, she got heaps of traction last year. Yes, to be Jane Bond. So, Ooh. Well, they've done well, it with Doctor Who. Why not James Bond? Yeah, well, these are the things. These institutional characters mm. doing a bit of a gender swap or a gender flip. Why not? Mm. But, I mean, it's not the first time he's played a white man, Idris. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, in Thor, which I watched again last night from Ragnarok, so good. Like I was talking like a kiwi to my brother, just trying to be cool for the most of the night. It was great. <laughs> Naturally, Naturally. What most of us do. But like you know, he, he plays a, a Scandinavian god. Mm, One would who... assume they would be generally white and blonde. <laughs> One would assume that. One would assume, but, but no. You know, maybe the Scandinavians don't see colour. Maybe. Yeah. Well, he got a lot of flack when the first Thor movie came out for playing that character. Because they're like, no, this is based on the, like, you know, the Viking pantheon. Oh. You cannot be black. And, of course, everyone who had yeah. of sane mind was like, shut up. It's also like Idris Elba. He can do anything he mm. wants and totally knock it out of the park. Although my favourite Idris is Luther. I was going to say, well, he's Luther. Like, have you I not know. met a more perfect broken bond? I know. <laughs> well, that's essentially it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he's literally been playing. He's already played the part. Just yeah. give it to him. Just give it Just to him. Just announce it. Well, the, the funny thing about the backlash this week with people going, oh, it can't be him. They're like, you know, how would you feel if Martin Luther King was played by an Asian person? You're just like, A, non-fiction, <laughs> yeah. real person. There's a real distinction that you go, why do I have to spell this out? The yeah. difference between a character and a real-life portrayal of someone mm. who actually existed in this world and breathed air and whatnot. And then they're like, James Bond... You know, thought by Ian Fleming, he was a Scottish man born in 1947. It's like, right, so by your standards, he should be played by Scottish men who are now aged 90. Yeah, exactly. So that leaves probably Sean Connery (laughs) and just just, him. Just Sean Connery forever. (laughs) Because he's been played by every English actor and an Australian and an Irishman. (laughs) Yeah, so there has never been any great, like in terms of his nationality, it's never been your distinctly You're just Scottish. this is the person who yeah. has to play it. So, no. yeah. Look, I would not be mad watching Idris Elba play I would love Bond. it. My mother would go insane. <laughs> I think everyone would go insane. <laughs> she was a latecomer to Luther and now she's like, I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is this is good. This we is like good. this. We like we this. Like this. <laughs> the sad thing is, is like when the season's finished and you have to tell your parents, they're oh like, my okay, gosh. let's watch the next one. It's like, it's not out yet. You mean I have to wait? I was like, She's yes. like when? when? I, I, I don't know if they're renewed. What? Am I a studio? <laughs> <laughs> like, write a letter. <laughs> it is not my job to tell you what's going on. Yeah. I support it. I support it. I support it. Um, did you want to know the other people who are in the running? Oh, I do actually. Do tell. Obviously, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, James Norton. And Who's he? Um, he is from the British TV series Happy Valley and Grantchester. Right. You know, that those well-known shows. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, oh, I'm not going to pronounce his surname right, but effectively it's Jamie from Outlander. So Sam uh, Hugan. Huan? Hewan. Hewan. Okay, that sounds easier than how he is <laughs> spelled it. He's so pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to have a colleague in Hobart who was obsessed with Outlander and she knew that she was obsessed so much so that I think she did some kind of fundraising thing because it was very loosely associated with an actor from Outlander. Oh, my gosh. And then she took her husband. She's in her 50s. She took her husband <laughs> on a tour around Europe and he's like a really big history buff. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, oh, maybe we can go to Scotland. And she's like, Yes. 
we can go to Scotland and then just like diverted him into places and it wasn't until they were there that he clicked on going, why does Sarah just keep going? And in the scene from Outlander, <laughs> and this is where in Outlander, and then this happened in Outlander. Uh, and that is, they are my goals. So uh, one day I will trick my husband beautiful. to do a pop culture tour of a certain place and just point out little fun facts. Oh, it's beautiful. Although, fun exchange on Twitter. So, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes. So, if you don't know him, created Hamilton the musical that is always sold out. And he was also played a huge part in Moana, the Disney movie as well. Mm, Great the music. Yeah, and there was the other film... The one with the little the Mexican kid, the David Bear. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. We know the one we're talking yeah. about. We we know what we're talking about. We are full on geeks here. <laughs> we know it and we love him. We love him. Well, he's always complaining. He put a, put a picture of his wife touching a standing stone. She's like, he's like, I swear, she just wants to go like go through one so she can meet her outlander. <laughs> Um, so, you know, just teasing her. And then yeah. Sam Hewen replied. He's like, well, she can come to me anytime. No. Right. <laughs> no, Lin-Manuel Miranda's already living her best life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then Katrina Balfe, who plays um, the the main character mm-hmm. in Outlander, she wrote, oh, you can have him as long as I get tickets to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a crossover. That's I all know, the world she's like, coming together. Have this nice man made. I want Hamilton tickets. Yeah, look, <laughs> Hamilton tickets are a lot more rarer. So. Exactly. Yeah. Never mind no standing stone time machine travel. Yeah, nah. yeah. I feel that that will be achieved in my lifetime before I'll get to go see Hamilton for sure. <laughs> oh, fun times. Fun yeah, times. Such fun times. Shall we continue the fun times? Shall we? Can, can we? Can, can we? we? Can, can we? Can we? Um, what do you want to talk about next? Because my heart is going to something that happened last night, but I'm trying to be serious. So maybe you <laughs> should we save that? To, we'll save that to the. We'll save that to the end. Oh, I know what we did there. We teased it. What Ooh. is she going to be talking about? Well, let's talk about Mulan then. Yes, Mulan. New cast mm-hmm. have been announced. Who have we got? We've got Drum roll. We've got Jimmy Wong and Dua Mua. So they are Ling and Po. Yes. So they're her two mates, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been so long since I've seen Mulan. It's no. ridiculous. It's so funny because they're like, it's from Disney. But it's not like the Disney version you know because they won't be singing. <laughs> Like, you know. I feel like though Disney movies without song are just really depressing stories. <laughs> like, think of all the Disney stories and then just take away the happy music. And it's like, my grandma tried to poison me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with life. Someone else tried to poison me. Someone's tried to kill me. But when it's what live action, they don't really burst into song as much, do they? Well... We were just talking about musicals, so maybe this is better. But it is. It is live action. Mm. And they've announced who will be playing well, they've had sh- the title character. Well, she's been, she was announced a little while ago. Oh. So it was Yifei Liu, but um, they actually put out the first photo of her as Mulan oh, this week. Oh, that's where the excitement came from. Yeah, so it's her posing with a sword looking mighty awesome. I'm still going to hold my judgment on her because it's quite funny because when she got cast, everyone in China's like, why? But she beat out like 
a whole heap she of did. people. So like it's it's one of those things where someone tells me like she like this actor beat out ten thousand people and you just go, You've got to be the best person ever. Right. But she was voted like worst actress in like China for like a few times or something. Really? Yeah. Are they jealous? They might be jealous, but or she's just choosing really bad roles. Maybe that's it. Because I was about to say, or maybe it's the Chinese equivalent of the Australian tall poppy syndrome is maybe maybe she's great and China's (laughs) like, no. Or they just don't appreciate her talent. I don't know. But they were quite, I'm I'm sure they were quite confused because they were like, yeah, she's not a great actress. So I'm quite interested to see how this film pans out. But it's supposed to be more historically accurate. So Oh, interesting. I yeah. hear that it's being shot in New Zealand. Mm, parts and of it, China. China. Yeah. Weird. Well, if you need some lush forest. Yeah, you know, New Zealand does that well. I think China's a bit too urbanised in a lot of areas that they can't. Do you know what I think would be a great job? Mm. Location scout. <gasps> Yes. Imagine that. You'd literally get paid to travel around mm. and just go, yes, this would be a great location. Or, no, it would not. Or, actually, I just want to travel some more, so no, it's not. But I'll keep it in mind. And so I can know, come back later. <laughs> so I can come back later. It would be great. Yeah, that would be a dream. Um, do we know when it's coming out? Um, So 2020, most oh, likely. So That's only not that far away. No, it's about a year and a bit. Yeah, it's under two years because yeah. they're they're looking like a March release, so oh. not that far. Success. Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen the first picture. Yeah. So in these kind of film releases, they do first picture. First looks. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, cool. And then it goes trailer yes. as it builds. There may be like a second release trailer. Well, since I've only just announced landing, so it might be a while, so it must be the first in production. <laughs> No. <laughs> Speed up your timeline. Speed up your timelines. I think there's some other I think things. they just started shooting this week. So proper wow. So proper first still and in production. <gasps> but then we have to wait. We'll have to wait. It's actually kind of a bit of a tease and not fair, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like look at it, but no. No. You can't have it yet. Just remember we're here and waiting. Just we will be there when you are ready. <laughs> we will be ready as well. Success, successories. Um, can we talk about something that is not good, but it's a follow-on from last week? That yes. is Ruby Rose. She will. All right, let me play this. You are officially on my shit list. Ruby Rose is not on our shit list. No, not at all. <laughs> the people who trolled Ruby Rose, they're on our shit list. They are definitely on our shit list. This is a recurring theme. I feel. I know. It's just like, what's the issue? So Ruby Rose last week, very excited, announced mm-hmm. that she was going to be. Bad woman. Not on the big screen, on the little screen, but the little but, screen is doing much better than the big screen, so you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> She's still going to be on a screen and it's still going to be amazing. And she was so excited when yeah. it happened. She said it was a childhood dream. Everyone, well, we thought everyone was totally all right with it. Mm. And one of the things that she really was excited of why she was playing the character is because she was like, as a child, this would have been a childhood dream to see a person who is gay being portrayed on screen and the fact that she is gay it was like this is just a great moment everyone Mm -hmm. like hands across the water everyone should have come in for a collective group hug and the world should have just went along their business yeah no because of twitter and because of some idiot trolls who won some people were trolling her saying that she's not a lesbian and therefore she can't play 
the character who is a lesbian. I'm sorry, what? I know, Ruby Rose. How dare you? Has been out since she was 12 and she speaks about it all the time. Like she's very out and proud. Oh, yeah. And this is the thing is like if you're going to troll someone, do some research first because I'm pretty sure the first things that you would have typed in if you went Ruby Rose is her saying how proud she was to be Batwoman and what that would have meant for her as, you know, a young gay, a young lesbian. And then like the 12 million other articles that she's come out in support of being a lesbian. So I don't know why pe- some people thought well, that was just their like, way look of trolling. Any Australian media, never about a tell. As we mentioned last week, yeah, it's all about who she's dating, which exactly. woman she's dating, exactly, which one of the Veronicas. <laughs> like it's very obvious. You find her. <laughs> Who is her partner? Very, very obvious. Mm -hmm. Very, very obvious. But then she also had people tweeting Mm. saying the opposite too. So it's like on this one, like it must be so hard to be a celebrity on Twitter because you have to read this nonsense. Yeah. And so then what um, Ruby Rose effectively did is just said, you know what, guys, I'm out. Like this is not worth it. I don't need it. And disabled her Twitter. Yep. And also has changed the privacy settings on her Instagram account. So obviously for when people try and comment, they can't, which is just, it's such a loss. It is. And it's frustrating because it's like, okay, you didn't like that person's performance because a lot of them were like, oh, she's been really bad as an actor. And you're just like, well, okay, but do you have to go up to her face and say that Well, and in shouty caps? like. And then pound on like another 500, 5,000 people doing that. It's like, no, you don't have to hop that. No. And that's the thing is that I think some people think, oh, it's just me saying it to them. Like I can get like a little sugar, like not a sugar rush, but like a a little rush of adrenaline to be like, oh, look, I'm an asshole on Twitter and it's just me. Look at the power I have. But if you've got like thousands of people doing exactly the same thing to one person, then you get tired. Of course, yeah, of course you go. Well, why would I have an an app that essentially every time I open it, I get abused on it? But so, it's also this sense of entitlement that people feel so entitled that they can just say horrible things mm. to people that they don't know, who yeah. they've never met in their life, yeah. and the of whole, their opinion, and, and the, they know everything about them. Exactly. <laughs> and the great thing about Twitter and social media and celebrities with profiles being on social media is that they are so accessible, is that you can tweet Ruby Rose and she could have tweeted you back or she could have liked something or you could have seen the inane things that she was doing that day if you are a super fan of her. It's like mm. this access point that you're being given. But if people abuse that, then that channel just gets shut off. Yeah. And then what happens to her fans who go, oh, it's like my little friend. Where did my friend go? I mean, yeah, like the Star Wars guys are the worst. Uh, They've driven off like three female actresses off. It's just, actors off um, And the worst Twitter part about it Instagram. is that they treat it as a victory. They do. Like, it's like it's a prize kill or such to go, ha, 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 look what we've done now. And yeah. I think that that is also really... So problematic. Well, it was like, um, so Kelly Tran, who plays Rose Tigo in Star Wars, she had like the most wholesome Instagram. Yeah. It was literally just joy. It was just her like skipping down like, oh my God, there's a puppy. Like it was yeah. just so normal. Sunshine and rainbows. It was. And the fact that they thought it was, oh, you know, here she is so excited to see a dog or rock up to a yeah. red carpet for the first time that they have to troll her like that. It's, it's so stupid. It's so like stupid. it's obviously people who do not have a life mm. who then decide to 
not even just take it out on people because it's just it's just so pathetic. It's just so pathetic. I just don't get it's like, okay, there's a place for outrage when there are yeah. things to be outraged about. Yeah. But, but just oh. to attack someone for being themselves is so ridiculous. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. Like, also I say this because of celebrities and the accessibility point, but just also in general. Like, once you start going after people on Twitter, you I imagine you start with celebrities and then you get bored and you move on to normal everyday regular people and then you just go, what am I doing with my life? Well, you should be asking yourself, what are you doing with your life? But it's like, oh, I'm so edgy. I'm such an edgy yeah, lord. But, but it's, it's not. Oh, he's not because you can look at James Gunn. It's biting him in the ass when he tried to be all edgy 20 yeah, years ago. exactly. Oh, I'm being controversial. Oh, ha, ha, take a yeah. joke. No. No. Mate, he the just truth, got fired. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is, is that someone's going to find something that you wrote and you're going to get in trouble for it. And everything now is like saved on the internet. I know. If you screw up, people will find you. Yes. Send it to your employer and you'll get fired for yeah, that stuff. Very easily. And especially the like the trolling that occurs. I think on Twitter people do it worse because they're like, no one will find me ever. But no, it's not true. Like, And this thing, like doxing is terrible. But mm-hmm. people are like fighting against racial attacks. They are doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and that's, that's the thing. So like, not that we have any trolls listening to this, but if you know a troll, make them stop. Please. Please. (laughs) But things to be outraged about. Would you be outraged Mm. at a straight white man playing Disney's first openly gay character? Yes. 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 I was like, let me sink into how mad that that was making me because yes. <laughs> so Jack Whitehall, he's been cast as a first openly gay because Beauty and the Beast wasn't openly gay. Yeah. Simply implied in Disney's, I think it's called the Jungle Cruise. Now Jack Whitehall, they're like, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to be playing like the most campus oh. character. And it's like, okay, you got a camp straight. Man. And that's what annoys me. Like, I did actually used to like Jack Whitehall. I yeah. used to think he was funny. He's really good in, um, what's that show where he's at uni? I'm, <gasps> yes. In my head, I'm going bad education, but it's not that. No, the it's one like, it's the, it's like it's roommates. It's the British one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's going to oh, annoy me. Yeah. Anyway, I can see it. I'm seeing two words. I'm seeing a B. Freshies? Fresh meat. Fresh meat. <laughs> Something yeah, like fresh meat. Yes. <laughs> Where was my bee coming from? I don't know. Anyway, I really liked him in that character because he plays essentially a posh kind of, oh, oh, oh we're all having laughs and what, what, what not. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, Jack Whitehall's cool. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think he was also friends, maybe he was friends with Harry Styles from One Direction and somehow I just jumped into this world <laughs> and I was like, I support you. And then I watched his comedy and I was like, no, he's kind of banking on the fact that he is quite camp and people mistake him as being gay. And then his jokes are essentially like, how funny is it that people think I'm gay? And it's like... You're camp because you're posh. Yeah. It's like you're camp because you're posh and British. Like essentially. (laughs) I was like, you're not special in that sense. No. And the fact that you're very skinny... Exactly. Like, that's all you've got going for you. And so I, after I watched the, that stand-up, I was like, oh, this is very problematic. I don't like it. Like, mm. like actually have jokes about something other than what this is. Um, so then for him to be cast as Disney's first openly gay character, yeah, it's just like, a, oh, we're giving you a comfortable version where you would see him and go, oh, maybe he might be gay. But... 
just hire a gay actor. Like, it's not hard. Have you seen gay Hollywood? There's plenty I of camp actors out there. There are so many. <laughs> if you're struggling, uh, just go to the theatre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they're that, all there. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just like this whole thing about representation again. Just, mm. and especially in these pioneer, like the first one, do it right. Set the precedent that then says moving forward, this is our commitment to show that you we're not just going to get a straight guy to play it. This is the thing. Disney, they struggle so badly with it. I know. It's and so... it's like how you're the most family freaking friendly. And they're like ABC, like the, the actual channel. Yeah. Um, like which is owned by Disney, <laughs> they're, they're like pushing boundaries all the time yeah. on TV, yet on the big screen. They it's just can't just like, do they it. They just go, safety, 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 let's go back to safety. This is big money, safety, safety, safety. 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 Oh, that's safety. just a little TV show. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, that's right. It's, which is, yeah, it's just, it's insane. Mm. Jay, yeah. Oh, Jack no. Whitehall, why? And then it also kind of annoys me that he accepted it too. Yeah, because it's like, okay, um... Like, you know, straight people can't play these roles. It's like, well, it's not for you. Yeah. You have a literally every other role available to you. Yeah. And that's one of the things where you sometimes wish that they would use their profile to actually go, like, call it out. It's, it's the Jared Leto. Yes. Yes. It's the Scarlett Yo. Yes. Yes. I was about to say, it's a Jack White. No, it doesn't end in O, so. <laughs> I mean, Scarjo doesn't, Scar just a nickname, but still. Still. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Pull up your socks, guys. Pull, Pull up your, your socks. Although from Crazy Rich Asians, uh, Gemma Chan, she was in a Guardian um, interview, and they were like, who would play you in your, like, you know, in your life movie? Yeah. <laughs> she responded, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> dead bad. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my Just goodness. kidding. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. One of my favorite, wow, oh, this sounds terrible. I was like, one of my favorite tw- tweets from when the um, soccer team was stuck in the cave was someone going, um, you know, someone's already got the movie right. Scarlett Johansson will play all 12 oh, or like all nine boys like stuck in the cave. Well, all nine boys and yeah. their coach. And their coach. All of them. We'll play all of them. Every um, Asian diver, Scarlett Johansson. I know. She is now a joke, isn't it? it Whenever is it's so just like, bad. who will play you, Scarlett Johansson? Like, yes. you've you've seemingly offended every other person. Like, it's actually, I think, quite group. a skill. So, well done, ScarJo. I know. And it's a lasting skill, too, because she tried to do it twice. Oh. She That's succeeded once. Like, <laughs> and this is the thing, is if she just left it at Ghost in a Half Shell. Ghost. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. What? I'm literally <laughs> just making up names for things right now. She's in a half shell because she's also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is somehow what happened oh, in my head. Dear. But if she just left it at that, I think people would have been angry, but mm. they would have cut, not forgotten about it, but it just wouldn't be in the same rhetoric that is now every yeah. time it's a joke. It just goes, Scarlett Johansson is a joke. Mm. Mm. The bee's joke. The biggest joke. Such a joke. Such a joke. <sighs> <laughs> well, should we go on to local news then? Local news? Yes. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting We're there. We're getting there. So, <laughs> from the diverse screens of Australia. <laughs> to Channel 10. <laughs> yes. Well, we have one Asian <laughs> actor that plays every Asian. 
By diversity's sake. <laughs> yes. Well, no. Remy, are we Remy high? Remy high. I got a little bit excited and thought you were talking about something else then. That oh. thing that we are teasing when you were like, no. oh, let's talk about Australia. Oh, we will talk about that diversity. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> or that very much lack thereof. Yes. Remy high has been cast in Spider-Man Far From Home. The sequel to Homecoming. Far From Home. Far From Home. Yes. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know because Spidey is far from home. Oh, yes, because they're not going to be in New York. No. Well, he was in space disintegrating last time we saw him. So, well, he could just, you know, <laughs> reintegrate. I kind of say atomize back together. <laughs> Science. Get back down. <laughs> In these these sci-fi worlds, maybe it could happen. Maybe. Maybe it could happen. Maybe. But it is good news for our Remy High. It is. And I say ours because he is ours. He's ours. He's Australian. He's Australian. And we claim him. We damn well claim him. Because he is ours. He is ours. We just, he just found success not here because (laughs) our screens suck. (laughs) (laughs) Because it would be weird to have a Asian on Home and Away. No, that's not true. Maybe there are there Asians in Home and Away. (laughs) No, I was I said it very confidently, and then went. Oh, let's be honest. I haven't watched Home and Away for the longest time. Maybe they've got one now. No, it's Neighbours. Oh, but well, Neighbours. I think they had an Asian like family, but they were like scary and ate dogs. Oh, of course they did. That was back in the day, and now every time they have like a person, well, every time they have like a person of color or neighbors, they're always passing for white. Oh, yeah, okay. So uh, Australian TV. I know because they had a an Asian actress in um, Neighbors for a while, and oh. she played Caitlin Stacy's full sister. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's like. So wait, you're trying to tell me that Caitlin Stacy is half Asian <laughs> in this, like, this neighbour's world <laughs> because girl, that girl Asian. <laughs> I think it's one of the things where they just go, oh, she's pretty. No one will actually go, Are there? could there be blood yeah, ties? Yeah, so it's Deacon Luckman, who has also found amazing success overseas. She was in Altered oh, Carbon. Yeah. Um, she's been in the 100. Like She's going so well overseas. And yet here. We'll put you in neighbours where you do, you'll be part of the white family. <laughs> and no one can ever ask. No. And well, you can never donate your kidney because you will not be a match. Because no. let's be honest. Yeah. So Ooh. Remy, he found huge success in Marco Polo. Yes. Oh my God. And, and. But he was also in, he was in an SBS like miniseries, but that's SBS and they yep. accept Asians. <laughs> they obviously do it a lot better. Yeah. And he's in Crazy Rich Asians he is. too, isn't he? He's in Crazy yeah. Rich Asians. Which comes out uh, two this? weeks from now? Was well, I thought it was this week. Did I make that up? It is everywhere else it's this week. Australia's <sighs> August thirty. We're two weeks behind. But they are having like pre- they're having um like they are doing screenings, like limited screenings next week, and then the proper release is on the thirtieth. This is what happens when you read too many American articles: is you just go, "It's happening this week! Get excited this week!" and then you forget that no. I'm trying to because it's such a stagnated release here because it's like because mm. the press ones were like you know two weeks ago, and mm. then like I think this week they have like special preview screening for fans and special preview screenings next week and then the proper release. Uh. And it's just like, are you trying to kill box office by making the fans really confused of what they're trying to see (laughs) to make the money? Oh, yeah. That's just a stupid strategy. (laughs) That's not true. That's like 
I thought I was about to sneeze. I was not. No. It's all good. This is me just conspiracying. Oh, okay. Conspiracying. But the thing is, is like, if that is true, then people should see it five times. I will do that. Well done, Sophie. <laughs> well, I'm seeing it next week and I've got managed to get a crew of eight people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Six of which are Asian. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> um, I think that they refer to that in Australia as a swamp. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there will be a little swamp in Broadway. Little, yes, amazing. Look, that is. Would smart. you like to join the swamp? Yes, I will. I would totally be there. Come join the swamp. <laughs> Just... <laughs> what an offer! And I feel that maybe I should have gone. No, I am concerned. This is not right. And instead, I was just very emphatically like, "Yes, I will be there." And that's how it starts. Join the swamp of brown people. Yes, that will terrify. Doing their thing. Doing, doing their, their thing. thing. Mind their own business. That will just terrify yeah. the state of our Senate. Oh my God, our Senate this week. I'm afraid of honey. What the hell? <laughs> This podcast has now gone political. Oh, dear. Well, it was, well, no, it was, there was some great hands across the water yesterday mm, in the Senate. Yeah, It started with Penny Wong it and did. then it went onwards. House of Reps also yeah. moved motion. Yeah. Josh Frydenberg and Ed Husick as their Little hugs. friends. And I love that the symbolism was all, all like, oh, you know, the Jewish one and the Muslim came together to show that this is the power. And they've been friends for ages. So it wasn't just in that moment. But Unless still, you're in Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <there>. still, <laughs> the, the symbolism of it, yeah. you can see it. Yeah. So yay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> when Pauline Hansen said, you're too racist for me. <laughs> She's like, no, I've always supported a multiracial Australia. You're like, sorry, what? What? What now? What? Swamping what was happened? your term. Swamping was your term. I like it's so funny every time that I hear Pauline Hanson speak. I don't. This has now just gone political. Um, but I very clearly remember being like 1993 when she got in the first time because mm. I was like. I was in grade three and I just had this really clear memory of sitting in my classroom hearing that or like something had come up and they would discuss something had happened. And I just had this very clear memory of sitting there going, we're going to have to move. My family's going to have to move. They're going to kick us out of Australia. And it's like, that's not true. And in my head, I was going, my mum, like they, if like, if we go mum's side, we'll go to Italy. And I was like, Mum hasn't even lived in Italy because she was born in Australia. I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Like, yeah. she's going to go there. But I was like, my dad's Samoan. So I was like, dad's going to have to go back there. He left when he was 12 to go study and then in New Zealand. I was like, do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? And I just remember being in this <laughs> frantic thing of going, when they tell us to go back home, I don't know where that is <laughs> other Aww. than Australia. And I just was just like, oh, my goodness. And the fact that that was one of the things that Penny Wong said in this discussion mm. In retaliation to the words that Fraser Anning was saying, was saying that there are going to be school kids that are going to hear this, yeah. and you know we as leaders need to do better. And it's so true because you think kids that, have been hearing this for two, yeah. over three decades, exactly, or like probably four, five since even yeah. the early migration waves, yeah, during the world wars. Like it's exactly. always happening, but you're just changing the other, yeah. Which is why we need more diversity on screen. So it's oh, normal. <laughs> it starts, and then people think it's normal, and then no one knows what's going on, and it like That's the end. The power of pop culture, though. Exactly. Just it subtly is. changes people's minds without them even realizing yeah. it. Because you go, that person is all right. Mm. I like that person. 
I've seen them on the TV. Yeah, exposure makes all the difference. I know. God, it's such a devastating blow without Leland. Oh, my God. Oh, Leland Chan, we miss you. She's living her best life, let's I know, be honest. Singapore. I know. <laughs> I Don't saw me. a tweet where she was like, someone buy me a beer. And I'm at this pub. <laughs> I know. It's like, why didn't you do that when you were in Australia? It was like, you would have had a lot of people buying you beers. All the people buying you beers. All the people, all the time. Just worshipping her royal. Oh, she's the best. Yes. Um, Is it ready to talk about the thing? I think no, so. we want to talk about. Let's talk about it. And we're going to do it in song. <laughs> no, we're not. Because the only way that that be, could, could become more insufferable <laughs> is if we turn it into a musical. So. So this week. This week. The Bachelor is returned. <laughs> I don't know what I haven't. Has returned, I mean, is returned. returned. I was like, is back. And then I said returned. And then I just go, is returned. <laughs> he is returned. It's very biblical. The Bachelor is returned. And he has risen. He has risen. <laughs> through the ranks. Of the badgers. <laughs> the mightiest of all badgers. The honey badger. The honey yes. badger. Nick Cummins, the honey badger, who is probably best known for his rugby career. He played for the Wallabies and mm-hmm. he, like was it actually a good player? It's not like sometimes where they're like play do you remember like the Michael? So- yeah, the soccer player Michael where it's like <laughs> He was like, I play for the soccer in the World Cup and everyone from the World Cup. Who? Like, no, no, not him. Not well, him. If anything, he, he didn't was, make the team. Yeah, no. He was not that person. This one, there is actually a lot of footage <laughs> of Nick Cummins playing for the Wallabies. We can confirm he definitely did play. Um, so when he was first announced as The Bachelor, I think that there was quite a stirring of, oh, are they serious? Oh, this is going to be entertaining because... The Honey Badger talks in just a lot of weird animal metaphors that are very also Australian. I think someone summed it up, um, like summed up Nick Cummins to be like Elsa from Home and Away in terms of looks <laughs> with a moustache because he's got the like blonde curly hair. Yeah. But then Alf in personality <laughs> because he's just like a... He's just really blokey ocker. Yeah. So he'll be like, oh, that's harder than a, like, a kangaroo's tail running around a room looking for a sausage and like some of the stuff you just go I don't understand what that actually means or what you were trying to say like no, that makes no but that sense that was that was one of his key quirks when he was on the field because everyone yeah. like after the game is like who do you want for a comment yeah. <laughs> never mind the captain get the honey badger for a comment post game <laughs> interviews were always like ah oh, and then I did this and then like it was it was looser then, than a snail <laughs> running around a paddock with a ball on the something roof it's actually really hard to do i now it have is, a lot of respect for him it is so hard and you just see like all the footy commentators just like gagging because they have yes. no idea what's what, just been said. what has just happened as opposed to the general post-game interview which was just like we tried hard i scored a try we well done good. to the other team we, we are a team we, are we, good. we will try better next week yeah we did it for the fans yeah. like he totally um broke the mold in that oh regard oh my god you're crying again <laughs> i know <laughs> So anyway, um, during the week, it was the first episode. And the first episode is always the best episode because it's when you get introduced to the ladies, the Mm -hmm. ladies. Although that was was one of the things that really annoyed me about the Honey Badger last night. He kept referring to the ladies as things that were other than women or ladies. He's like, oh, the birds, the fillies. They're like... And there was a part of where I was just like, just call them women. Like, it's not hard. He has an ongoing issue. Like, when he appeared yeah. on, like, Harlan Jackie O. Yes. He was like, yeah, it was harder than, like, a cattle dog going for a stick. And you're like, 
Dear God. What is going on? Oh, my God. Like, literally with the first... um, woman that came out and I can't remember her name because it's too it's just too early and like uh, you only remember the crazy ones. Women. Yes. <laughs> you only remember the crazy ones and the ones that made an impression. He literally was like, Well, when I get nervous I like to take a walk around, which makes sense. But then he like kind of compared her to a horse and was like, You're like a filly and I'm breaking you in and they went for a little walk around the grass. Oh! And it's just like, Wait, what are you doing? Oh. Um but then the great thing about meeting all the women is just how crazy some of them are. And let's remember, this is the first time they're meeting this guy who they then want to form a relationship with. Yeah. And so they'll bring him presents. There was one woman who just was like, I'm a gymnast, so I'm just literally going to mount you. That was beautiful. She was, she's a Russian called Dasha. She literally was like... You knew that she was going to do something physical when she walked out in a pantsuit. Like they always mm-hmm. wear like evening gowns with like thigh high slits. No, and she, she came out in pants and I was like, yes, you get it. You're going to um, do something. It was because she essentially did a handstand then somehow got her body around. So like, she flipped her legs on top of his shoulders, shoulders and then and, started doing crunches. Yes. And then <laughs> she's coming up and when she's coming up there, they could have kissed. They, they could have kissed, kissed, but then didn't. But then they're having to dismount him was literally like here's your face in my cleavage hey and I'm just saying maybe it's a move for my next date but there was some crazies and that was the introduction okay so it's the introduction of what they're calling the key to the bachelor's heart and it was the key to the bachelor's pad like and they were like in a world first one of the women gets selected to get the key to the bachelor pad and it means that they can go in and make a date with the bachelor like let's be honest that is a sex key that is a sex (laughs) key like oh she came out that it was like sex key sex key you can go anytime. He's like, 2 a.m. I got a booty call. <laughs> to the bachelor pad. <laughs> Sex key. I'll tell you a fun story. Um, I went on a date with a media lawyer in Sydney and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what do you do in Rurarara? And he was saying that he was writing contract. He writes like contracts for media things. And he said that his firm got the contract for the bachelor, the bachelor or the bachelorette one year. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you can always tell what happened in last season's bachelor or bachelorette on the clauses or that the are now in the new things that they have to sign in. And he was saying like one year it had like um, the bachelor is not responsible for the contraction of any STDs or anything like that. And then the next year it was like, everything was listed in like very finite detail. So he's like, obviously something happened and someone argued going, well, that's a sexually transmitted disease, but this may like has something else. So they were like, fine, let's write every possible disease. It's another person could give you. And yeah, apparently I really hope wild. Mono was on there because there's so much kissing. Oh my God, there's so much kissing. I and really also hope Mono's in there. <laughs> they film in winter. That's like, Prime flu season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so she just got the do- everyone's just with Galangela. <laughs> they yeah. can't move. Yeah. So it's all fine. So last night, true to form, there was a real lack of diversity. I think the best that we've got is Brooke, who is an indigenous woman from yep. WA. Proudly, she was the recipient of the sex key, also. Yeah, and she, I love her because she was just like, look, I'm really happy with my life, and I really. Like, I don't actually need a relationship. Oh, but the thing is, is I'm calling bull on the fact that she turns up 
and she's got like a football and a rugby ball, no, a rugby league ball. And she's like, I just want him to like sports. He obviously does. He plays for the Wallabies. I she just didn't know to, who he was because I know she's an AFL. Yeah, she's well, like, this is the thing. And then she's like, I really like sports. I play rugby union. I play rugby league and I play AFL. What do you do? Do you like sports? And he's like, yeah, I play rugby union. And she's like, oh, how embarrassing. I brought a rugby league ball. I was like, no, you know who he is. My Scottish roommate <laughs> who does not watch rugby knows who he is. But she's like, he was on a Bonds campaign. I was like, thank you. Thank you. But they didn't know who he was until that day. They weren't told, which is why when that but, Cass girl came out, she had that mini but breakdown. But she, as a rugby player would still know who the honey badger is. Oh, totally. But yeah, the Cass girl was all sorts of crazy. Ooh. Do you know what I really loved about it? And I, I <laughs> wish that they would just get rid of all the other scenes and just play her in like a narration of just how she descended into her crazy. Because at one point you're just like, mate, put the champagne glass down because you are going into territory that is increasingly going. It's all right. It's fine. But crazy. But mm-hmm. so, so crazy. So it starts out like she's in the limo and she sees him and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's him. Turns out they go to the same gym. Turns out they've gone on a couple of dates. Yeah. And then she was a bit like like one of the producers asked her, like, did you guys have a relationship? She's like, oh, no. um, uh. And it was obviously very cagey. And then they're like, did anything romantic happen? She's like, um, no. You should ask him. And so then it's which, like. A- which really means. He probably slept with a dumb dumb. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, is that's exactly how it played out because she was like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And then they talk to each other and she's like, oh, this is great. This is a sign. This is the best. I saw you in my dream. It's like, oh, oh no. no. I'm literally just following around every time like the honey badger would have one-on-one time with one of the girls. Mm. It would just be cast in the background like uh, with her bad hair extensions that I still can't get over. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, right there. And then she, yeah, has a one-on-one. And this is, again, where you just go, imagine things that happen in The Bachelor happening in real life, going on a date and saying to your, like, your significant date partner to be like, at the start of the year, I wrote down in my diary my dreams of what would happen and I wrote down your name and now it's all happening. This is so great. Because every, everyone, I think Australia did a collective... <gasps> Oh, Crazy. No. Oh, no. Stage five clinger. Oh, Get out of there. She's the new Jared. Get Which out of there. She's going to stay for a while. Well, see, this is the thing is he obviously can't get rid of her until like episode four or five because she's she's great drama. Yeah. Great drama. Yeah. So, so I mean, oh, look, so much more Bachelor to go. I know. But the thing that annoyed me is like aside from Brooke, they had one other girl of colour who was Vanessa Sunshine. Oh, my God. Do you know what's so funny is I was like, who was the other one? And I was trying to be like, who was the other one? Who was the other one? Yeah, Vanessa Sunshine, who was awful. And they completely portrayed her as a bitch. And I was like, yeah. come on. If you're going to yeah. do that, at least have at least five Asians to choose from. I or know. like five brown people of they, different. <laughs> they do it every time where they just go, you mm. can be our villain. And I was like, no, don't get the one brown person to be the villain. Just- Choose the other five I white, think, like, well, not even five, like 20 white people. But it was like on Sophie's um, season. Yeah. The one Asian guy, complete wimp. Like, oh, yes. Started crying. He wasn't even cheated on and was just like, whoa, I don't, oh, I don't even know what's yeah. going on here. But you've just completely de-emasculated Asian men again. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need your help. We need your help to make it better, not to make it worse. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor Vanessa Sunshine. But what's always really funny is that they're just like, 
to the one person who is their like you know token person of color who's not even like super obvious of color it's just like palatable of color mm. it's like you're really pretty you're really nice and she's like i know i am it's mm. like no no that's not how you do it so bad Oh, The Bachelor. And then they did the montage. Of, and then there's the sunshine. And then there's the sunshine. I I'm like, and no, then they not. were mocking her. Stop it. Yeah. I was like, no, you have to go on there with a purpose. Like, she's obviously gone on there to be like, raise her own profile. Oh, totally. To which, to which quite, I say, it's a great good bus- for you. Great business model, especially if you're in the in Yeah, exactly. End, but. If you're willing to do it, go do it. But like... Just selectors. Pick more than just one of them. My favourite, although... Diverse. If you're going to get a bunch of awful people, at least be a diverse bunch, bunch of, of awful, awful brown people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one person Not that you Not the only get. one that everyone that's brown is rooting for because they have nothing else to look forward exactly. to. My, my favourite is always the montage where it's like, get to know this girl. Get to know this girl. And here's six in quick succession. It's like, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And you're like, oh, you know you're not getting anywhere. And last night they had one person who I felt so sorry for because she was a flight attendant. So do you know when they give them gifts where it's like, oh, here is a heart because something and rah, 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 and I don't care, rah, rah. Would never do it. She literally brought on like a plane trolley, like one of those in-flight trolley carts. Oh. And she's like, I brought this because I'm a flight attendant. And then she got relegated to the montage. She obviously went to all that effort. And then she got nothing. And then she tried to get his attention by jumping in the pool. Oh, my goodness. I'm really sorry, Gale of Geeks. I know it says Geeks in the title, but we've just relegated to reality TV right now. (laughs) I think we transitioned so seamlessly to pop culture, not pop culture, politics, Australian politics. Politics. Now to bring it back to the pop. (laughs) Bachelor. Okay. We talked about geek culture, political culture, and then geek culture. This is a cultural show. This is a cultural show. Cultural. It should be Gaggle of Culture. Yeah. Blake, we're rebranding. <laughs> FYI. Talia and I have rebranded. We're a culture we're a cultural show now. It's very culture. Culture guys. So much culture. Culture, culture, culture. <laughs> no, now you've said culture too many times and it sounds weird. <laughs> That's what sounds weird. <laughs> mm. We warned you at the start, let's yeah. be honest. Well, it should be interesting to see. <laughs> Yeah, what happens? But you know, there's also been that Twitter campaign for Casey Donovan for Bachelorette. Oh, what? Well, see, this is the thing. As last night's um, episode of The Bachelor um, was its highest ranking one, mm. like it was the highest ranking launch. And following the success of Sophie Monk, and now celebrity, celebrity Bachelor and Bachelorettes, I think that maybe Casey Donovan might have a chance. Yeah, Especially and since also it's been her. The- her story of the catfishing is doing another round oh, again. Yes. So it's just like, but if she got it, because she's bi. That's what I was about to say. Opens it up to both of them. It would be the most magnificent, like, lot of people. Oh, my goodness, wouldn't it? Oh. And then they would sing all the time. She's decided, based on nothing. I warranted that. And she as soon was like a fan favorite when she was on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." And she won Australian Idol. She like did. she kicks ass when it comes to reality TV. Did she win "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here"? Yeah, she did. Yeah. See. Boom. Yeah. See. Winner. 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 So if she goes on the Bachelorette, well, she. I mean, she already wins because she is the Bachelorette. 
that she just has like a bevy of women and men vying oh. for her affections. <gasps> yes. Yeah, because that catfish story was horrific. It was. Yeah, she needs some good things. Yeah, she deserves it. Yay, we support that. We love you, Casey. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, shall we wrap? Yes, we shall. This has been Gaggle Geek. <laughs> yes, it has. The podcast where we talk all things geek, pop culture, and today, political. <laughs> Political discourse. Political discourse. We're very well-rounded. That's what we are, Tali. I know. We're what you would call the complete package. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a 2SCR podcast. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe. But till next time, Tali, I'm going to make you cry again. I know. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) Bye. Bye.